Welcome to another episode of the Southside Trap Podcast. It's your girl, Sandra, and uh, we're back here to recap another Chicago Red Stars victory. It's a big victory, big 5-0 goal shellacking victory, and it is a playoff clinching victory. And it was such a huge game, couldn't recap this game alone, no one could do it alone. I had to invite my friend, homie, and colleague, Claire Watkins, a.k.a. the Scam Originator, a.k.a. Scott Ripley. How are you doing tonight, Claire Watkins? Doing great. We're uh, returning returning to the airwaves in victory and uh, couldn't be happier. Do you want to just uh, give a little applause to the Chicago Red Stars real quick for clinching and geek out a little bit for people? <laughs> I do. I do, I do. It's 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 so funny. It's uh, Even just in the conversations leading up to the match, I think, we would be talking to people about the game and they'd be like, oh, the Red Stars, I mean, the Red Stars are going to win, right? The Red Stars are going to win. And we're like, yeah, but they haven't yet. We can't yeah, talk about like, but this until they have. You don't understand. We're from Chicago. Yeah. You can't speak this way. Right. You they, can't say those things out loud. You can wish them yeah. deep within your heart. They haven't and then done watch it. watch them unfold. They haven't done it until <laughs> they've done it, but now they've done it. So, so we're going to go ham. Yeah, basically. exactly. <laughs> but uh, real quick, um, just to give a little uh, game background, a little match preview before we just dive right in. Um, Chicago Red Stars faced off against uh, Sky Blue FC. And this was a rescheduled match from July 28th. Uh, back in July, Chicago and Sky Blue were supposed to face off during a prior FIFA window where uh, a lot of international team players were missing for the Tournament of Nations. And Sky Blue ran into some travel issues and essentially was unable to make the match in Chicago. And therefore, it was rescheduled for September 4th. And uh, there was a little bit of uh, controversy surrounding that because Sky Blue coming into this match had a scheduled game against Washington Spirit on Saturday that got rained out and pushed back to Sunday morning. So that means that Sky Blue played away Sunday morning. Then they had to travel to Chicago and then they played this game Tuesday evening. So just a little bit of a background for people who didn't realize sort of what type of matches was going to be on Sky Blues and, and um, Chicago also had Sam Kerr for this match and, uh, she was going to be absent for Tournament of Nations along with the U.S. women's national team players. Sam Kerr was going to be with Australia, but Australia didn't have any uh, friendly schedule for this window, so she was around. So it was a little bit of a, a, a different match. And uh, 5-0 sort of tells you what kind of match it was. You had goals from Alyssa Mott. She had a brace with assists from uh, Gilliland. Uh, Sam Kerr had a goal as well with an assist from Elby. Rosie White got on the board uh, with an interesting sort of uh, double assist from Sam Kerr and, and Aaron Gilliland. And then Vasconcelos, Michelle Vasconcelos, congratulations, finally got her goal of the 2018 season in 98th stoppage time, 97th minute of this match uh, to make it 5-0. And... Uh, it was a vibe for sure. Emily Boyd got the start in net. Uh, Brooke Elby, Katie Naughton, Sarah Gordon, Aaron Gilliland round out the back line. Danny Colaprigo, Nikki Stanton, Alyssa Motz, Vanessa DiBernardo, Sam Kerr, and Yuki Nagasato rounding out the 11. What did you think of this starting lineup when they rolled out 
Claire, did you just think it doesn't matter if the United States women's national team players aren't here in the Red Stars? It's just going to it's just going to be what it was. Did you predict 5-0? I thought it was going to be maybe something closer to a 3-1 maybe. Um just because I believe in I believe the universe steers towards towards chaos ultimately and I expected something a little bit more chaotic than what we ultimately got. Um the lineup, I thought it was pretty, it was exactly what you put in your preview, right? I mean, I think we knew exactly who was going to slot in based on what we saw. Yeah. yeah. Based on what we saw previously in the season. Um, it's just everything that made the most sense. So I don't think there were any huge surprises there, but, you know, looking at it, you know, just as when the list came out, I mean, it, it is Chicago is not the deepest team when it just comes to number of bodies, you know, on the roster, but you know, the, the people who slot slotted in, like that's, that's a good starting 11. Yeah, no, I, I thought so too. I, th- I think, um, in the, in the preview for this match, uh, just sort of realizing, looking at the players that were available for this match versus the players who were not, you know, Alyssa Nair, Julie Ertz, Casey Short, Morgan Bryan, and also uh, Christina Murillo, who was actually out for, uh, international duty with with Mexico. They had some friendlies over in France, um, so all these international players just weren't available for this match. But still, looking at this roster, you look at it and you're just like, yeah, this is a totally capable, pretty kind of kick ass lineup that is available to play this kind of match tonight. And um, players, you know, like obviously Sam Kerr and Yuki Nagasato, but it ended up being you know, longtime Red Stars and Aaron Gilliland and Alyssa Motts who sort of stole the show a bit in the beginning of this match really early on. You had Alyssa Motts get this sort of opening goal with this really, like, long <laughs> sort of cross in from from Aaron Gilliland. And, Aaron, and Alyssa Motts, I think I called it, like, a fadeaway header. Because she was just like, yeah, yeah, on Twitter when I was live tweeting it, I was like, this is a fadeaway header. It totally right was. I was like, she just MJ'd this goal. <laughs> yeah. Like, she just Jordaned this goal. Like, I yeah. couldn't believe it. Um, it was a fantastic opening goal right there in the 18th minute. And uh, honestly, it just, if she didn't get ahead on it, it just would have been one of these crosses that ended up just sailing out. <laughs> End line that and was then a, a wild kick. cross that Gilliland sent in too. That was the highest. That was the highest thing. It was that the whole sequence of events there was truly remarkable because that cross was like a it was a bat out of hell. And then yeah, and then Mott's hit that hit that falling kind of falling backwards, and uh, it was dope. It was quite dope. I it was like this ball was reaching the heavens, and then. Alyssa Moss brought it back down exactly and I thought it was uh, also very good timing to get this goal uh because it again the 18th minute and uh I thought it was something interesting in your your recap Claire I think you mentioned about like how the goal kind of the goal started coming a little bit later in a match like this yeah where we would have thought maybe on paper the Red Stars would have like sort of came out swinging it and in essence they did but I felt like maybe there wasn't as much offensive push there maybe within the first 15 minutes of the game. It was definitely a sort of like, hey, a bunch of us have not all played together. Let's try to like still connect our passes and figure things out kind of vibe, at least for that first 15. So I thought it was pretty um, revealing maybe that the goal sort of came 
at around the 18th minute and that it actually was Gillen and Amatu connected on that. And then for them to just sort of open up that second half, because that's when that second goal happened in the right in the 46th minute where Gillen just, again, just sends in this, like this flying cross. And then it was, it went from a, a fadeaway header to just a sliding goal. Yeah. And that was a while. That was <laughs> that also was wild. wild. Too. Yeah. The first two goals really were something else. That was some, that was maybe some, uh, some old school uh, CRS ball right there. Um, which, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed. I thought, I thought it was great. I thought it was great that um, really kind of probably the three major producers on, on Tuesday night were, uh, were Gilliland, Elby and Mott's because just, yeah. What's some classic, uh, Classic, you know, Chicago, Chicago team players that just really came through. Yeah. Let's just sling it in there yep. and see what happens. Yep. Let's just let's just throw it in there, just air it out, see who gets on the end of it. I thought it was. Um, I thought that for a second there, again, I think I've said before on this podcast where it's like you get like a two, you get like a two zero lead in this league, and you lock in on your defense tend to come away with the win so I figured you know the Red Stars were knocking enough in this game where they were probably going to get another goal but I just I didn't I just couldn't believe that it ended up being a five goal sort of onslaught yeah and, and, and to be to be fair with with all with all respect to uh, Michelle Vasconcelos who I thought her last goal was fantastic um not to get too ahead of ourselves it should have been maybe a four goal game there was no reason to have seven minutes of stoppage time at the end of that I mean technically yes maybe there was a reason to have seven minutes but yes. just you know read the room like don't well yeah <laughs> well <clears throat> again before before we, we're gonna get yeah, there, sorry sorry sure. sorry but yeah. We're just so excited. We're just so excited. It's playoffs, baby. Um, get like getting, <laughs> getting those first two goals. I think of the 18 minute and then in the right into the second half, and then sort of seeing sky blue hit this wall because you sort of saw them hit this wall eventually, and I think we knew they were all going to hit this wall sometime in the match. It was just kind of a matter of when, right? It was just sort of, um, like you said, just with all due respect to Sky Blue, it was just, it was, it was a drag, man. It just really, it was difficult to watch at times. I believe Rory Dame said in post-game comments that it was, there were moments where it was just cruel. Um, yeah, yeah. And just considering all of, because it's not just the fact that they were playing on short rest. There's just all of these circumstances that Sky Blue as an organization and the players have been going through this season, um, all of these things that have come out about the franchise over the course of this regular season, just sort of the playing conditions and then just being winless yeah, throughout and, this entire season. And I think also it it was a bummer. And this is where when we say it felt cruel, like this isn't on this isn't on Chicago. This is on the league. Like the league defining you know the last couple of days and it I think it was too bad for Chicago too that they I don't think they wanted to play sky blue in those circumstances either but they also have to do what they're told and um I mean I thought to a certain extent Chicago played with a lot of restraint I thought that Sam Kerr was not really trying she was not trying to you know 
add to her, you know, personal tally. You know, she got one, but um, I don't think she was really out for blood so much. I think that Chicago did its best to be as respectful to Sky Blue as possible while also playing a very important game, you know, for their season. Yeah, no, absolutely. I I agree 100%. And, and in, again, in respect to Sky Blue, I got to really give it up to, um, really quickly, I got to give it up to Mandy Freeman. For sure. Because that first that first half and even moments within that second half, it could have, I mean, it was already, it was already bad, but I mean, it could have got real, real ugly. And uh, Mandy Freeman, I think, despite everything, and this has uh, had a very, very good, season at center back for sky blue and she had two or three i believe amazing blocks on chicago red stars there was just one just directly on sam kerr just completely robbing her of a goal and then there was a second one where she completely robbed yuki nagasato of a goal as well i and it you could tell that it was just complete thievery because I believe on the re- you can even catch it on the replay still. There's a moment where you see Vanessa DiBernardo like celebrating and then just throwing her arms down like, oh, that did not go in right now. And so she really just um, really put herself out there um, and her body out there for just trying to, you know, reel in a good performance. And she ended up going out of this game um, injured. And I hope she's all right. Um, and nothing too significant happened. Hopefully it's just some fatigue and some strain. Um, but I just definitely want to shout her out because she, she had an amazing game to just tack on to just a pretty good season that she's had um, so far. And I think honestly, having her go out, you know, at the time that she went out, it was just sort of, again, it was just sort of like accumulation of all these things that sky blue has just sort of gone through um, this season yeah, absolutely. I thought Freeman had a great game. Um, I thought, you know, I thought Sheridan had another strong game. I think that, you know, that's this is the story of Sky Blue, though, right? Like, and we're getting a little bit sidetracked because, you know, it's like, how do you solve a problem like Sky Blue? You just want to help them. <laughs> you know, it's like you just you know you watch them and you're just like, I just feel like I could help you. But thank um, you. How do you solve a problem like Sky Blue? Know? That's right there. Yeah. It's going right the musical about it. Yeah, exactly. Tragic musical. Right. That, <laughs> oh that song of Sky Blue 2018. Well, I mean, you look, you, I think you try to find those, you look at a team like that and you try to find those sort of silver linings and those bright spots. And I think for that team, one of them was Maddie Freeman. And I think for Chicago in a game like this, where with, yes, having players like, Danny Colaprigo or having Sam Kerr or having y- Yuki Nagasato. You still had players out there on the pitch, like a player like, you know, Nikki Stanton putting in work, you know, a player like Sarah Gordon who got thrown into center back and she's sort of been this sort of hybrid kind of center back, outside back sort of death role player for this team. A player like Brooke Elby who was acquired in that second like multi-team tree that Chicago made <laughs> mid-season. And for me, I thought Brooke LB had a really great game at outside back. I'm talking, you know, she had an assist on the night for Sam Kerr's goal that, you know, that happened in the 69th minute. And it was a great service in. And along with getting that assist, she had some great moments of like uh, flank play between like her and Mott's. And honestly, some moments of like solid defending. So it was really, 
really good to see um, Brigelby sort of get out there and get some minutes because other than I think the some of her early games here with with Chicago, she sort of hasn't been able to see um, some playing time. And that's, you know, in part due to just Aaron Gilliland being who she is and Casey Short coming back um, from injury. But it was really good to sort of see her get out there and play a really important role in a, in a really important game for Chicago. I mean, yeah, I mean, we still haven't gotten official word of how uh, Casey Short's ankle is feeling after that, that Chile game uh, yesterday. So I we might be seeing more of Brooke Elby in the future. I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm at least happy that um, Gilliland on the left and Elby on the right worked so well that that is an option. Should we have to use it in the next, you know, game or two? or three, you know, you never know. But um, yeah, it's, it's good because I, I mean, I think I've mentioned this before more in writing than maybe on the podcast, but um, Chicago's playing really, really well right now, but there is a certain element of fragility to their starting lineup in that, you know, if they had kind of a freak accident, like the one that McCall's or Boney had last night, they would be in real trouble. So I think, you know, LB coming out and showing what she can do is super, super important, especially with an eye on the playoffs. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. And I also I also think um you know, before this match sort of got really got away cuz I think, you know, once Sam Kerr got that she ended up getting that third goal for them. You you pretty much sort of got the vibe like, okay, well this this is done, right? They're going to put they're going to put this away like let's just blow the whistle now, right? Like is let's start looking and thumbing through the rule book and check and see if there's like a, a mercy rule, right? At three goals. And I think that even um, you sort of maybe started to see that because for Rory Dames, you know, he ended up going to his bench. I think it was right around the 70th or 74th minute. Um, And I think a big part of sort of putting things to bed is like starting to notice when a coach is making their subs and stuff like that. And his first sub of the night ended up being Vanessa DiBernardo for Michelle Vasconcelos. And then you saw... Yuki Nagasato come out like about five minutes after that. And then Sam Kerr get subbed off um, about five minutes after that. So you sort of were like, you're putting it for me. It was like, you're putting it to bed. You know what I mean? You're taking out essentially three very key offensive players and Vanessa Bernardo, Sam Kerr and Yuki Nagasato. And then your substitutes come onto the pitch and get two more goals. It was like, whoa <laughs> it was like come on guys yeah I was super happy for both Rosie Wright and uh, for Michelle Vasconcellos both of whom have uh, really put in work this year to finally get you know their names on the board and I was also happy that you know Chicago one of the uh, one of the critiques of Chicago is that they maybe rely too much on on Kerr to get goals and that was absolutely not the case you know yesterday so I was happy to see that too I gotta say one of my favorite parts and covering this team is sort of seeing all the different um, narratives that come to light um, about this team and all the different ones that have sort of surrounded this team throughout various points of the season. And one of my favorite parts is seeing those things, reading those things, listening to those things, because we live in a realm where people have a lot of opinions. And so hearing those things 
And then going to cover the Red Stars and then watching the Red Stars just sort of smash these narratives has been probably one of my favorite things this season. Like, I think at one point there was this, like, this vibe going around. I was like, oh, like, Sam Kerr is just like, you know, she's just not, like, really scoring. Like, what's going on? And then it's like, oh, wow, look, here we are at the end of the season. And Sam Kerr is leading the league in goals after missing the first several games of the season. And then you've got, like, a big midseason trade. And you've got sort of this vibe of, like, oh, no, like, what is Chicago going to do? Like, they're at a crossroads what's going to happen and it's like they've come out this sort of different team very unified and uh very together you know and then you've sort of like seen recently like well no now like sam curse scoring too many goals what does that mean and then you get this game where (laughs) Alyssa motts gets herself a brace and then rosie white and michelle vesconcello just sub on and, and get a couple goals of their own so it's that's probably been one of uh, my favorite parts of witnessing and covering this team so far. I think um, they're sort of taking things as they come and sort of little by little chip away at their, you know, ultimate goal, right? Which is to get into the playoffs and then ultimately compete for a championship. Yeah, dude. Enjoy it, right? I mean, I think uh... – this has been kind of a nerve wracking year. There have been some highs and there have been some lows and there's been some turmoil. And I think, uh, it feels really good to kind of be where we are right now. So yeah, I agree with all of that stuff. Ditto. End of show. No, just kidding. This is the la- also just like, this is the last one. <laughs> we're just quitting while we're ahead. This is it. We're done. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's like, over, we guys. Can't- we can't take any more uncertainty. We're happy with this. We're just going to let it go. Yeah. We're excited about it. Yeah, no, I, I mean, you know, there's a, the team, it, it's funny because it's like, again, I, I'm kind of getting ahead because we're going to also talk very briefly about the Utah Royals because there's still a regular season game that has to be played <laughs> before the playoffs actually happen. Some things have to happen. Seattle and Portland have to play themselves a game on Friday and then... Chicago also has to finish out their regular season with a game against Utah. And that might actually still sort of impact the table because as things stand right now, Chicago clinched the last uh, playoff available playoff spot. And it happens to be the fourth seed right now. But depending on how things shake out this weekend, Chicago can possibly find themselves ending up in third place, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, the, I, I kind of worked through all the all the scenarios earlier today. So, basically, um, Chicago is in fourth place right now behind Portland by two points. So, if Chicago – and this is – well, I'm getting ahead of myself. So, theoretically – not theoretically, actually. If Seattle beats Portland and Chicago beats Utah, Chicago will leapfrog Portland by one point moving into third. The other element to this is that Seattle and Portland are playing on Friday, whereas Chicago and Utah are playing on Saturday. So going into the Saturday game, Chicago will know what exactly they're playing for, which could be 
you know, a shot at third place, or it could be nothing depending on the result of the Friday night game. So, um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting weekend. Well, we'll find out on Friday if Chicago actually still has anything else to really play for in the regular season. You know, it's, I think the Red Stars are at a interesting point in the season where they find themselves having uh, clinched a playoff spot and then are go- still have a regular season game remaining. And it's going to be interesting to sort of see how they decide to to play that final match as they go into the playoffs, as they go into a semifinal. There was uh, a difference between this team this year versus the team last year sort of sliding their way into the playoffs in 2017. Chicago maybe wasn't playing with a ton of confidence and were sort of hanging on and grasping onto the sort of playoff rope in 2017 versus this year. The vibe is much different, honestly, surrounding this team heading into the playoffs uh, for 2018. Um, they've clinched with a game remaining. Um, the confidence is contagious. And the locker room, honestly, from the outside looking in, of course, uh, seems great. Um, and the message that you get from these players and from staff is uh, one that's honestly unified when you sort of um, are asking various players or various staff about sort of the vibe around this team right now. And um, again, it's all very unified and a lot of the verbiage is the same, um, that they all sort of have a belief in each other and that they're excited moving forward to compete, you know, in these, uh, in these semifinals. So it's just, it's a lot different um, heading into sort of a final match in the regular season in 2018 versus uh, last year in, in 2017. And so I think, you didn't get too far ahead of yourself, Claire, because we should basically just talk about that stuff right now because we already have we talked about sort of like what could possibly happen this weekend for the Red Stars and what that means for positioning. And then we also very quickly could sort of talk a little bit about uh, Utah Royals. So we're going to do that. Just going to shut the door on this game real quick again. Congratulations to the Chicago Red Stars for clinching their playoff spot in 2018 it's been a wild ride and hopefully it continues honestly and uh hopefully you know we get to continue to recap some more chicago red stars games deep into their postseason maybe talk about some uh champagne showers right so congrats 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 and i don't know i think for this uh utah match it's uh I think the biggest thing for me that I'm just going to want to see is sort of the lineup that they roll out. I think having that Seattle-Portland game, like you said, on Friday is going to possibly dictate what we see rolled out that Saturday. Um, Who would you actually like to maybe see play in this match? Have you thought that far ahead, Claire? I just want – I mostly just want everyone to get out of this match healthy and feeling good, you know? Um, Obviously – Chicago has some baggage with kind of the final regular season game. Um, we all know what happened last year. It didn't go probably the way that, you know, Rory Dames probably hoped um, in the way that the final regular season game kind of swung into the semifinals. Uh, 
I, I mean, I guess maybe like my whole thought about this game is I'm so glad that it doesn't matter. I'm so glad that it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, <laughs> honestly, this is oh, the honesty hour. This was all I wanted now. was just for this game not to matter. <laughs> I didn't want like any sort of narrative about Chicago coming into Utah after having beaten them twice earlier in the regular season. I didn't want there to be press drama. I just, I didn't want any of that. I just wanted it to be taken care of. So I'm already living the dream. Uh, so yeah, so I'm feeling very like very zen about it. I'm just like everyone get out of there alive, um, play well, put good play together. Don't get too tired. Don't get hurt. Um, and uh, yeah, score some goals. Wow. Speaking of zen, you mean you just you didn't want to see that story unfold about <laughs> Kristen Press versus the Red Stars? Oh my she god, just, she just hates Chicago so right, much. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> She's just really thriving out there in the mountains. Amen. <laughs> gotta keep it, gotta keep it, gotta keep it zen, right? Yep. Well, I'm pretty sure Kristen Press is gonna get her a shit ton of goals in this game. That's my prediction. I mean, and you know what? I love that she can. Go for it. No problem. I'm fine Chris, with that. Kristen Press is gonna get a hat trick. Yeah, cool. In this game. I'm and zen. I'm here, I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm here for it. Exactly. I, I honestly think it would be like the perfect ending. Totally. To the season for both of these yeah, teams. Everyone would just be like fair play, you know? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. I also, um, I get sort of, I get sort of the idea that it's like, okay, it's like the, the last, one of the last games of the regular season. You know, it's the lifetime game of the week. I'm sure there are um, various factors that play into that, you know, being a game of the week. So I'm sure for, just tv product purposes i bet many folks out there wanted a sort of playoff narrative to exist in this kind of game for like you know oh, lifetime match of the week you know what i mean um but it's it's not there anymore and there's all these awkward you know and unfortunate factors again that went in to this entire schedule of a season that now this ends up sort of being just a bit of a nothing game. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it, it won't be a nothing in that it's going to be, you know, the Royals uh, last game of the year. And I'm sure they want to end strong, especially at home. Um, but yeah, no, no. I mean, there will, it, there's a the thing where there might be playoff implications, but uh yeah, nothing, nothing major, which, which again, I'm happy with. Um, I don't know. I, I do think it'll be interesting, though. I think Utah and, and Chicago were maybe more similar as teams maybe earlier in the year and are maybe less similar now. I think Chicago has really kind of surged, whereas Utah has been very steady the whole whole kind of year. Um, but it's like it's like Utah was who we thought they were. Yeah, it's pretty like much. Yeah, Utah has always been who they have been right. since the yeah. very first game of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and whether it's you know just time together or you know tactics or whatever, I think their offense hasn't clicked maybe as swiftly as they would have hoped. But obviously, they've only had you know their attacking tandem for what 
10, not eight, eight, nine weeks, time. something like that. Just not that yeah. long. Um, no. So, I mean, in a way, as if, if I were a neutral observer, you know, I'd be very interested to see if they have one last showcase to kind of put that together. But um, I think it'll be a good test for Chicago's defense. Um, I think it's not bad to play someone like press. I'm actually kind of glad they get to at least once this year. Cause that's a, that's a good thing to learn from you would think. Yeah, no, I mean, for shout out to Kristen press for when she was with, with the red stars. I mean, you would always hear sort of the, the defenders and even listen there, Michelle Dalton, Julie Ertz has never, so Julie Ertz has never played Kristen press in the NWSL. She's never played. Christian not against. <laughs> no, not against. Yeah. yeah. So it's uh, I th- you've always like well, like I've heard them say or when I would cover the team, it's just like you get the best out of your game because you go up against Kristen Press yeah, in scrimmage yeah. and in practice. But it's gonna be like an entirely different totally. story come Saturday. It's gonna be completely different because you're wearing different colors and you're on different sides of the pitch. Yeah. It's like actual no, match day. Experience. I'm stoked to see it. I think it's gonna be cool. I mean, I'm excited about it. Yeah, same seas. It's going to be good stuff. You got a scoreline prediction at all? I already said Houston Press is going to get a hat trick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, but it also could just go the other way. Utah could just not score at all. I don't know. It could. Yeah, they they have got a lot of draws. You want to yeah. talk about two teams? To, yeah, right. To, I call Chicago the, the drawiest team to ever draw. But, I mean, Utah gave them a run for their, their money this year, honestly. And it's just uh, – it's like, – just wild to sort of see how you got one team that sort of we've been saying it all year ended up sort of scamming their way through the <laughs> season and then another team just sort of kind of uh, at a standstill and it's just sort of wild to take a look at these teams and where they are right now you have Chicago clinching that last spot and then you have Houston Dash and, and Utah Royals who are sort of on the outside looking in now and these are all teams that were involved in trades with each other. Yeah. And yeah. No, they all, end, they all ended up working out in small ways, I think but so. there's one team that's, you know, going to the playoffs and there's two other ones that are, that are locked out this season. This is true. All, uh, all three teams are better now than they were before those trades happened. Um, but Chicago is the best out of those three. So happy to be where we are. So my score prediction, I'm going to, I'm going to hedge my bets. I'm going to say one, one, fair i think if it ends up being one one it's gonna be like the it's gonna be like just okay it's appropriate that both these teams play to a draw just a nice calm affair <laughs> everybody go out and get some coffee in yeah, the mountains exactly. and just have a good night deep breaths enjoy like some fall air yeah that's what i'm going for yeah same z's i think ultimately just keep the good vibes good Speaking of all the good stuff, Claire, I want you to plug all your good work and let the good people know where they can find all that good stuff at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can find me at a uh, hot time in Old Town, just all over the place. Uh, you can also find my work at the Equalizer, um, and you can follow me on Twitter. My Twitter name is Scout. Ripley, which is also the name of my band. If you live in the Chicago area, we're playing a ton of shows this fall. So, um, yeah, check check that out. Support your favorite local Chicago band and Scout Ripley, y'all. They're awesome. They're better than Whitney. I'm not just saying that. Claire's my girl. Scott Ripley rules. Check them out. If you want to follow me and my shenanigans, you can do that at Twitter. 
at Sangrera underscore. That's H-E-R-R-E-R-A underscore. If you want to continue to support Southside Chat Podcast, you can do that by giving the podcast follow on Twitter at Southside Trap Pod. That's with one letter P, Southside Trap Pod. You can also find Southside Trap Podcast at Podbean, podbean.com. And you can follow Southside Trap Podcast on iTunes. Just go ahead and find us in the search bar there and we'll pop right up. You'll see our fancy artwork. You can subscribe, maybe give us a like, give us a review, say nice things about Chicago because... We're a couple kids from Chicago who like to say nice things about Chicago. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the victory, y'all. It's sweet. Peace.